Welcome to the Blended Kingdom Families Podcast. We are your hosts, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, the founders of Blended Kingdom Families. Our ministry serves to equip marriages, unite families, and ignite faith so that you can flourish an abundant kingdom life. We pray that our podcast blesses you today. Hey everyone, welcome to Blended Kingdom Families. I'm your founder, Vanessa Martindale, and I have some very special guests today. My very good friend, one of my best friends in the Mm -hmm. entire world, Jenny Phillips and her husband, Tanner. So glad to have you guys here with us today. Good to be here. here. Yes, yes. So Jenny and Tanner have been married for 21 years, you guys. There is a lot that we can learn from them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They have three amazing kiddos, one daughter, two sons. Mm -hmm. They are lovers of Jesus. They love spending time together, family time, and fitness, Mm -hmm. and being healthy, and they have the cutest little dog named Gus. What? Yes, what? French Bulldog. He's a French Bulldog. Oh, my gosh, y'all. He is the yeah. cutest thing <laughs> in the entire world. Um, Jenny, a little bit about you. You're a pastor, yes. a writer, soon-to-be author, you guys, yeah. to a six-week uh, six week Bible study called Know Your Identity in Christ. And so, is that right? Know who you are Know in who Christ. you are in Christ. Yeah. But it's about your identity. But it's about your identity. Yes. Yes. And so, so excited to yeah. get that out. It's going to change the kingdom. I'm so excited for you. you and Tanner, a little bit about you. You just recently left project management in the residential industry, yep. right? Yep. yep. And he is on a journey with God right now. Um, and he is just filled with the Holy Spirit. I that's love right. like right. whenever we interview, we ask for credentials and that's what Tanner put. And I was like, I'm totally <laughs> stealing that. That is awesome. So that matters. yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I love that. I mm-hmm. love that. Well, you guys, we are so excited to have you here with us yeah. today. And first off, I just want to, you know, ask you guys, just tell us a little bit about your marriage, um, you know, your story, and what has gotten you here to this moment? Well, I think our, our story is probably not different than any other story, you know. I mean, from the outside, it can look like it was always just roses and mm-hmm. sunshine, but, you know, we did go through a, a difficult season where... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or a couple. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably more than one, but, you know, we didn't really talk a lot about divorce, but it was probably something that was pretty close to being real, you know, something that we really, um, you know, I'll just say this, we didn't talk about it, but it was definitely something that was in the back of our minds, you know, so, um, but through God's grace, we just, that's probably the difference is we were both looking to him instead of the other person and, you know, he fixed it. Yeah. That's about the easiest way to say it. So, um, that's probably been what, I don't even know how long ago that's been now. 14 years or yeah, so? Yeah, so even though, even though it's been 14 or 15 years ago, obviously we know, you know, we, were, we know where we come from, what he yeah. brought us through. Yeah. Um, and that's all, it's definitely worked to strengthen where we are. I, I would say yeah. I, I wouldn't change any of it yeah. because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't mm-hmm. for that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. And tell us a little bit about your journey from Kansas to here. Cause I love this story. It's such a God story. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> um, I love that. Well, so we were doing this study. Um, we were actually running a study in our home for married couples and it was John Bevere's driven by eternity. And so just started really asking God if we were on our path or if we were on his path. And so as we started really praying and seeking God about that, um, we'd always grown up in Kansas. We we never lived within 20 minutes of both of our parents. And so we've always lived there. We raised our kids there. Um, He and I both were in our jobs um, from where we graduated high school and we stayed in those until we were in our thirties. And then, through dream, vision, and a prophetic word, um, God started speaking to us that we were going to be leaving Kansas and moving to Texas. And the hard part was when people would ask, you know, well, what was the reason? Thinking it was job or something. And God actually didn't give us the purpose. He didn't give us the reason. He just told us to move. And so by faith, we, um, with our three kids, moved. And actually, we didn't have jobs when we moved here. We didn't even have a house. Um, it was kind of neat how that it's happened. Incredible. Yeah, it was kind of mm-hmm. neat how that happened. We actually stayed with some people. Um, 
would it have went the way we thought it was? No, it went completely, I'd say, the other direction of what we envisioned in our mind the way it would. But um, God really, from moving here and being away from family and everything, all of our security, we in the last six years has just dove into just being with Him. Mm-hmm. And we see from our family how, uh, how deep, deep wells that have been just formed through that time with just Him and completely relying on Him. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think it was just a move to draw us, like she said, away from security. Mm-hmm. And then your only security is Him. So your only option is to go to Him. And that's, you know, that's so definitely good. the reason why, you know, you think when you obey like that, that He's just going to part the clouds and, <laughs> yeah. and in the promised land, right? But, you know, He needs you to get it, mm-hmm. that He's the way mm-hmm. and He's the only one that's mm-hmm. doing this. And it's not by your strength. And depending on how... Yeah hard-headed you are that can take a month or six months or yeah. six years so <laughs> yeah. you know no that's so good I love that I think one thing that I've always admired about you guys and since meeting you yeah. know, Jenny through church um, six years ago now yeah. um, is your obedience and her you know telling me you know your story with recently leaving your job and just how you listen and you obey but how God has just provided yeah. and blessed you guys through every process. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's just incredible. And it's just a testament. um, I think to anyone who's listening that when we do do that, um, it makes us blessable. Obedience Mm -hmm. makes us blessable. And so on our marriage also represents that because um, when it was divorce was, you know, right there, um, God spoke to um, God spoke to Tanner and spoke to me and, you know, and it was, only because of obedience mm-hmm. are we still together and our children yeah. have, you mm-hmm. know, our family and that's nothing against anyone that's went through sure, um, a sure. divorce um, because we obviously, yeah, could have really went that, that way. But we, we stopped and we sought him and for our family, he uh, spoke clearly to Tanner. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was here. definitely, you know, he said, look, if you stay, I will make it mm-hmm. better than you can imagine. And wow. he's fulfilled that far beyond our yeah. expectations. I love that. Um, there's a quote that Jimmy Evans says a lot, and I, and I love it for blended families. And he says, it could be um, your second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth marriage. But if you do it God's way, he was like, it can be the marriage of your dream. Yeah. And, I yeah. Just, and I just love that, um, you know, especially with the blended family ministry. Yes. I think so many blended families, and I know I did, I'm, I'm on, you know, you know, this, this is my second marriage and my last, um, <laughs> but, um, carrying that shame and, you know, um, just feeling of unworthiness mm-hmm. and failure. And I, I hear this, that so we have so many families that reach out to us and they struggle with this and what they don't realize is, or what we don't realize is, you know, we will bring that in from the previous mm-hmm. marriage into the new marriage. And um, you can just see how the enemy really loves to attack blended families in this area. Um, And so, you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask is, you know, first of all, you know, why, or you can tell us, um, you know, from a a biblical perspective or pastoral perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, why he does this. um, And what are some things that we can do to break free from that? Well, and it's, it's not just um, blended families. It's, um, or, you know, a marriage after you've been divorced because yes. he wants to come against mm-hmm. that's his, his game is he wants to break up any marriage cause it's a covenant right. and it most represents your walk with Jesus. And so it's not, we have to make sure we take down the lie, um, that it would be because you're from a divorced um, marriage and now you're walking into another marriage mm-hmm. because even in our marriage, shame came in and came all over me from, um, I started realizing it. And it's funny because it didn't affect me from things that happened to me as a child until we got married. Mm-hmm. And then shame um, comes on and I'm not sure. I, I think maybe females might take it on more than males possibly. I don't know. I think it's in different ways. Probably. Yeah, I think it, you know, we carry it in different ways. The main thing I would say is just that it's not necessarily that you're getting that attack on your shame because you're a blended family. It's mm-hmm. just because you're the enemy. You know, yeah. he's, he's seeks to kill and destroy. Right. So it doesn't matter if you're yeah. a blended family, sure. if you're, uh, you have a, an addiction that nobody knows about. Right. If you did something when you were 15 that nobody knows about, right. he's yeah. coming whatever way he can yeah. to get you off course. Yes. And, and that's exactly. his, and that's his sole 
yeah. goal. So e even if you weren't a blended family, if you yeah. had never experienced divorce, if you had the perfect life, he's got something on you because yeah. you're a sinner. That's right. And he's going to mm -hmm. use it and he's going to dangle it over your head. So I, I would just make sure that you weren't labeling that because now you're putting a yeah. stigma on the fact that you are a blended family. Yeah. You know, don't That's make right. it the stigma, you yeah. know. It's just yeah. the enemy. Just yeah. crush him and walk away. Mm -hmm. oh, that's so good. And, you know, society, and Jenny, we even talked about this on yes. the phone, is that, you know, I, I think society, you know, put we, we put that stigma out there that, mm -hmm. you know, blended families are broken. And, you know, people find, attach themselves to, to this identity of being broken. Yep. Um, but we're not. We're beautiful and exactly. we're whole in Christ. Right. And so, you know, what are some steps of like healing and freedom that people can, you know, break that if they've come into identity with that and they're believing that um, blended or not, you right. know, but if anyone right. is, is um, uh, agreeing with that lie from the enemy, what are some things that we can do to? Well, to so I know someone that wrote a Bible study on identity yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I walked through this <laughs> um, because I walked through this and yes. it don't, it just about tore our marriage up. Yeah. And so you can take on and you can listen to the shame um, and the guilt and condemnation from the enemy. And that's his plan is to steal, kill and destroy. Or you can take all of those thoughts and you have to renew your mind and you have to um, tear down all of the lies of the enemy, which come from the world, the devil, and so many different places. Um, what's sad is we, and I don't mean this wrong, but we even sometimes hear them in the church. And so we have to be really careful. Everything we take in, mm -hmm. every single thought that comes in, we have to put it up against what God says, what his word says and his promises. And so like, when we went through all of our problems in our marriage and when we got married, um, we both were in church our entire lives. Um, I went to a Christian school, so we knew the Bible, we knew scripture and we knew the laws, but we didn't know Jesus. Mm, and that's, that's what good. we ended up realizing is we didn't know Jesus and we also didn't know the Holy Spirit. Um, so once we surrendered our lives to him, our complete will to him and started looking to him, I then dove in scripture and I started pulling up all the thoughts that would come in my mind and I would put them up against, okay, is this something to cause um, condemnation and shame and guilt? If so, it's not from God. Mm -hmm. That's good. Even if it was somebody who I loved and I looked up to and they could say it in um, meaning it in the good way, but it didn't come across that way. Right. So even things that we've said to each other, we have to put that up. Yeah. It could have been said with the wrong spirit. So then mm -hmm. we have to put it up. Okay, this might have been said, but God actually says this. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you have to take every thought captive, mm -hmm. literally, and that's right. scripture. You really do have to take every thought captive. Right. And because on this side of the cross, you're a new creation. Right. No matter what's happened, you're not broken. You're not um, full of sin and shame and all that. Because on this side of the cross, you're a new creation. Right. And he now looks at you as a saint because God looks at you through the blood of Jesus. It's mm -hmm. good. So no, that's so good. Yeah, Love I would that. just echo off of that and just make sure that you're, uh, you know, you can know all about Jesus, or He can mm -hmm. be in control. There's, right. That's two totally different things. Right. Um, you know, if, if you're not willing to apply the power of the gospel to your life, mm -hmm. yeah. then you could read that book 50 times and it won't matter because you're not applying it. Right. You know, it's not the knowledge right. of it; it's allowing it to work. You know, it's power. Right. And that's what it is. And that's where she's saying, hey, you can actually separate yourself where I'm not subject to what you say, or I'm right. not subject to the box that the world checks when they right. find out my circumstances. You yeah, know, we great. don't, we, it's not a class. It's not a race. It's yeah. not a subdivide. It's, you know, the kingdom is blended. Mm -hmm. There's nobody in that. there. Mm -hmm. that Jesus, the only one in the kingdom mm -hmm. who was born there. Everybody else was adopted in. Right. Man, that's good. Wow. That like give me chills. I was like. Even with Jews and Gentiles. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, none of the Gentiles. Are, yeah. We're all grafted in. We're all in, grafted right? in. So yeah. we're, we're all blended. blended family. family. Yep. Yeah. And, absolutely. And Jesus was raised in one because all of his siblings mm -hmm. had a different father than he did. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Now. And so. Yeah. And I love how you said, um, you know, what the world says and they put the stigma mm -hmm. out there, but like you said, putting it up against scripture, you know, yeah. the world will say you're a statistic and yep. 
the chances of your second marriage failing is 60%. The, sec the chances of your third marriage failing are right. 80 plus percent. Mm -hmm. But God right. says yeah. that I'm for you and what the devil meant for evil, yes. I will make for good. Mm -hmm. And so again, like you said, it's putting up what you hear or what you know the world is saying to the truth. word of God, yep. yeah, to the truth. Exactly. No, I love that guys, that's absolutely awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so one of our taglines for the ministry is uh, blended families, mm -hmm. God's redemption. Mm -hmm. And you were with me every step of the way. Uh, we went yes. through a really difficult season ultimately, which is what birthed exactly. blended That's kingdom families. I mean, I feel like looking back now, I can say that wilderness season was the training grounds yep. for this. Yep. And I will never forget um, a dream that I had. And this is um, something, this is why it's so important to have godly counsel, to right. have people in community, have people who are praying for you. And I just remember in this season of difficulty, I had had a dream one night mm -hmm. and, um, and I don't know if you remember this, Jenny, but I had had a dream and, um, the next morning I didn't even, hadn't even told you my dream yet, but we had been in conversation. I yeah. was like, man, God gave me this really cool dream. And you sent me, um, the story of Ashrak, Meshach and Abednego. I can't ever say their names. Right. <laughs> but I think I did, um, in the book of Close Daniel yeah. in the fiery furnace. Yeah. And, um, you know, you quoted the scripture and it said, God is, you said, God is walking with you through the fire. He's not taking you out, but he's walking with you mm -hmm. and you will not even come out smelling like smoke or it touching you. But my dream, I had had a wedding dress on and there were little parts of it that were singed. And when I came out, I looked like I had been like, like, like ash mm -hmm. was on me. Mm -hmm. And I just will never forget, um, in the dream, there was a book and I was turning in this book and I saw a name and I remember asking the Lord, what does that name mean? And he said, redeemed. And so it's just something that has stuck with me for just, and just, just, blended families and how God can just take and redeem and restore. So um, I wanted to share that because we talked about it, but also, you know, God did a restoration and a redeeming in your marriage right. and, you know, and he can do that in blended families. And so can you kind of explain to us what redemption is and restoration mm -hmm. and yeah. what that means? Um, so I had down, let me look, let me grab this something that stuck out to me, I would actually encourage everyone watching to read Colossians. Um, it's just been somewhere I've really been in. It's only four chapters. So you can read it, read it again and read it again. Um, but Colossians 1, 13 and 14, he says, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And so redemption is him he actually paid that price on the cross for any sin, anything we ever do wrong. If you're walking with somebody that has um, decided to, at some point in their life, have an abortion, walking, I mean, the, the shame and guilt that they can take on from that. So it's getting them to realize that when you've asked for forgiveness, Jesus no longer sees that. He, that label is not on you. And the enemy actually comes before the throne. The devil comes before the throne and he's causing, he's bringing accusations mm. against you and God doesn't even hear those. Mm. And so it's, it's just knowing in your head that even though he's trying to accuse you, mm -hmm. you're redeemed, you're redeemed by the blood. And so this might sound harsh, but if you start to doubt that, mm -hmm. then you're doubting the work of the blood on the cross. Wow. And so it's really taking yourself out of the picture and equation because no sin you've ever done, um, caused any harm you've caused or anything would ever trump what the blood on the cross did. And so if you end up telling God your story over and over again, saying, yeah, but I did this, but I did this. Jesus just there on the cross is like, well, I did this. Yes. You can accept it or you can continue to argue with me over it. Mm, that's mm -hmm. good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, Romans, Eight, verses one through two says, uh, therefore there should be no condemnation for those who are in Christ because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Mm -hmm. So if you're free from that sin and death, yeah. that's everything that's behind, you know, yeah. the, the, the river is always flowing forward. You never seen the river flowing backwards. So he's never looking backwards because he paid for everything that's behind you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why the guards all in the front because he's got the back. 
So you're moving forward and, and that's the way he's going. He, he, he'll never take you backwards. Right. Um, and you know, that's just what I would say about that. You know, you have to, like she said, you have to believe the Bible more than you believe yourself yeah. or more than you believe that, mm -hmm. that voice. You know what I mean? That's why he left it. That's why those words are in there. Yeah. You know, no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And that's the other question. Are you in Christ? You know, like I said, if you're not in him, then this is just not going to help. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you don't have that foundation, mm -hmm. um, right. it, yeah. it's really not going to help. Yeah. You know, you have to surrender. You have to be under that blood. You have to be yeah. under that blood. That's all right. there is to it. No, absolutely. And, you know, I think one thing, um, and I remember even hearing this inside the church, and I, I can talk about the four walls of the church, but also, you know, the body as the church as well. Um, and people will say, you know, God hates divorced people. And I'm like, mm. read your Bible again, because right, yeah. it says God may hate divorce, but he loves divorced people. Right. And so, again, I think that's where people can, um, when they hear that, you know, they, it, that's where that, that, that lie from the enemy comes in. Um, and that shame, you know, it can, mm -hmm. it can attach to, they can at attach to that. Um, one thing that, that, that we, um, here with at BKF, you know, we promote marriage permanence. Mm -hmm. We want to break that cycle of remarriage. And, um, and so a lot of people, you know, going after being divorced and going into a second marriage or third marriage, or I should just say the next marriage, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, might say, you know, well, the Bible says this about, you know, living in adultery or things like that. But, mm -hmm. you know, what we teach and what we believe is that when we can repent and when we can ask for forgiveness, um, like you said, all of our sins, all of our iniquities, all of that is washed away. Um, yeah. And, you know, for me personally, I remember making this inner vow of I'm never going to get married again and was single for about six years. And I remember a pastor at my church and she was like, I just really feel like you need to pray about that and you need to pray and seek and ask God what he wants for you. And I was like, OK, so I started praying and yeah. And then um, I felt like he was like, I want you to start praying for a husband. And I was like, OK, well, then a year and a half later, Scott Martindale comes along. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's been I mean, and here we are almost yeah. seven years later. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, if that's not like redemption, you know, and God taking, right. you know, the loss of a first marriage and making it the best thing mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. um, I've ever experienced in my entire life. I mean, yeah. that right there is just, it's just an example of redemption right. and restoration. Um, but Tanner, you grew up in a blended family mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, you know, like I had just mentioned with being inside the church and sometimes how the church can, um, you know, um, like you were saying, Jenny, with like abortion and with divorced people, mm -hmm. you know, God, God hates abortion. You're a murderer, mm -hmm. you know, right. you're, you're, you're living in sin. You're remarried. You're an adulterer. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, did you experience that growing up or, you know, what was, um, your experience inside the church you as know, a blended family? You know, as a kid, you don't, you don't identify as a blended family, right? Yeah. I mean, those are just my brothers. They're yeah. not stepbrothers. They're not, you know, we don't even, we didn't even say a brother from another mother, yeah. you know what I mean? It was just, they're just my brothers, you know? So, right. you know, we didn't really identify with that or relate to it in any way. Yeah, um, that's good. It was just a blessing to us, right? You know, it was just my two older brothers and I couldn't wait for them to get there. You yeah. know, I, you know, I know that there was, I know that there was challenges mm -hmm. for my parents mm -hmm. and obviously for the boy, for the, for my older brothers. Um, you know, but the, most of the challenges that I was aware of were just due to the fact of, um, you know, they were, you know, they could only come at certain times where my dad had another family that was there all the time. Yeah. So the, it was a different challenge, not necessarily the blended side, but just being uh, the product of divorce and having to swap families and, and going from one parent to another parent where there was a family existing, if that makes sense. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, that would be the biggest thing that I, mm -hmm. from my experience that I brought out of it. Um, you know, I mean, if I was given any advice, I would just say, you know, make sure that you're standing tall, mm -hmm. that you're, you know, um, you're taking the high road, so to speak, you know, not necessarily, mm -hmm. 
allowing there to be a competition between us versus them, mm -hmm. um, holding that person high. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to overly build them up, but you're not tearing them down either. You know, that's right. that person's mother or father. And eventually they're going to be an adult and have to recall this whole childhood, whether you right. were for them or against mm -hmm. them, you know? Yeah. So, um, that'd probably be the only thing that I would say, you know, just, just realize that, and you know, look, if you're looking at it from a godly perspective, his goal is for that person to be redeemed as well, right? Absolutely. Right. He's not on Absolutely. your side and not theirs. He's right. on both your sides. That's Absolutely. Right. And he's not going to, he's not going to stand for you putting yourself over them mm -hmm. in, in any, any fashion. So. And I would say, you know, in every situation, if you really do stop and ask Holy Spirit, okay, how can I represent you well? Right. That would be taking your kids' hands and praying for that ex-spouse, no matter what they did. And mm -hmm. um, back to the restoration, yeah. um, I had thought as well that there's a restoring in um, James 5, 16, and sometimes we're not completely restored because we hold unforgiveness. Mm, so our good. souls, so our emotions, mm -hmm. our mind, our heart, and even our physical bodies on the physical side of sickness and illness become affected if we hold unforgiveness. Yeah. So sometimes we're begging God to restore us mm -hmm. and he's saying, I'm trying, yeah. but you won't give it to me. That unforgiveness and bitterness you're holding on to is actually causing illness in your body mm -hmm. or your anxiety worry, depression. So I would say if you are a blended family, even if you're not, because you don't have to be a blended family to deal with unforgiveness or oh, bitterness. Yeah, for sure. You Anybody. To, you yeah. live on the earth and you right. have yeah. to deal with yeah. this. So if you want restoration in any part of your mind, your emotions, or your physical body, you need to deal with unforgiveness and bitterness. And God's really um, dealt with me on that. And um, you just, you have to fight for that. Yeah, I think yeah. that bitterness is probably the key because, you know, unforgiveness yeah. turns to a root of bitterness mm -hmm. and it yeah. has long lasting effects yes. that, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, you could be 20, 30 years down the line and you just have yeah. these issues you're dealing yep. with. And it all goes back to that, that, that bitterness that's inside of you, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, that's one thing that, you know, God doesn't stand for unforgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he says, look, if you don't forgive him, then he's not going to forgive you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's not playing, yeah. you know? Yeah. He died on that cross for them. And he's not going to allow you to hold unforgiveness over your ex-husband for whatever. Yeah. So until you can come to that place and say, mm -hmm. you know, look, I forgive you and I'm going to hold you up. Mm -hmm. And that's little Johnny's dad. And we're going to pray for his dad. And we're yeah. going to, yeah. you know, we're going to want nothing but the best for him. Mm -hmm. You know, you're rooting against God's son. So yeah. you need to think long and hard about that before you build a case against him. Mm -hmm. No, that's really good. Um, a mentor explained to me one time that, when you harbor that anger and then it grows that root of bitterness, it's like weed. So it goes yeah. deep and then it spreads. Yes. It's just you like know. a tree. That's why, yeah. that's why he related it to a root. You yeah. know, I mean, God's so masterful in his words. If yes. you really think about it, it's a yeah. root. You know, they say the ball, the root ball of a tree sometimes can be as large as the actual canopy of the tree. Wow. So it, whatever you're seeing above ground, underground, there can right. be just as much. That's so good. it, yeah, I mean, it yeah. can have, and it, it, it's just like roots, tentacles, they mm -hmm. go anywhere and they find every yes. path that'll feed them and they yeah. draw from it. So, mm -hmm. you know, that one root can feed so many different areas of your life. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, one question that a lot of people ask is, you know, as far as, um, the, like when it comes to the church and equipping blended families inside the church, you know, Tanner, I don't know, like as a blended family did, was there much for blended families when you? No, I mean, you know, God bless gateway. They can have, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. they can every have six like, classes yeah. for yeah. every issue yeah. that you have. But, yeah. you know, you know, most small churches aren't going to. Yeah. Uh, most regular churches, just, mm -hmm. they just don't have the manpower. Sure. And, you know, mm -hmm the church hasn't done a good job at taking care of those things because like we said, they put them in boxes yeah. and classify mm -hmm. people and stuff instead of just coming in and saying, look, you're redeemed. You yeah. belong with all of us. Yeah. We're all the same. You yeah. know, we're all blended. Um, yeah. There, you know, there wouldn't that I know of, yeah. you know, any mm -hmm. type of, yeah. yeah that, and that's, mm -hmm. you know, and that was going to lead to my next question. I think a lot of people, and this was just what was expressed to us when we were teaching our class. A lot of mm -hmm. people don't feel like they have a place or blended families don't feel like they have a place in the church um, because there's divorce classes or there's single classes. But when it comes to blended families, 
um, you know, they have a hard time finding a place to fit because if they're in a, a, a small group that's traditional families, you know, their problems are not the same as blended. It's different parts. Yeah, yeah, you know, you yep. know, they're, they're dealing with, you know, um, different situations, outside sources, you know, um, and so I think as leaders and pastors, you know, what is something that, um, uh, that you think could be more, done more to, to, to help blended families maybe in the church or something that could be implemented? Well, and this is going to be different um, a little bit. Um, obviously, books and curriculum mm -hmm. is the way to go because Absolutely. even if the church itself, um, because we've got to remember the church building itself isn't there to heal us. Right. We, we can't, we've got to, as um, believers, stop looking, what is the church going to give me? What is the church going to give me? Right. And we need to start going to Jesus and Holy Spirit right. and saying, okay, let me take this to you. Cause um, I pastor um, about 350 students. Yeah. And so right, right around that number. And so obviously they come from all different walks of life and they're from 17 to 70. Yeah. So um, my student body, so they're all in a different walk of life. They've sure. all came from summer. I have some students that used to be Amish. I have some that are charismatic. Wow. I mean, mm -hmm. so many different walks of life yeah. that I've never lived. So when I pastor them, how am I going to give them that answer when I've never been in an Amish community or I've never been in the military or different things? Sure. Um, but I know that if I tell them, if you actually speak to the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. he's going to give you the exact answer that you need. So as a pastor, I can either make them dependent on me mm -hmm. or I can say, no, I want to push you into your That's secret good. place. And so most of them, do I still meet? Do we still counsel? So the church is good for that. And obviously right. books and curriculum and everything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, obviously I read a Bible say, so yes. like we want all of that to yeah. be available for them. Mm -hmm. But our main goal is not to make them dependent on us, but to make them dependent on Holy Spirit and to press them in and have that personal relationship. Cause we can read the Bible all day long and the Bible is going to tell us wisdom does this wisdom does this, right. but it's not going to tell me, should I take this job or not take this job? Right. Only the Holy Spirit and a personal relationship with him. Mm -hmm. So obviously a blended family having different struggles mm -hmm. than what we have. But even if we're what I would say with blended families is to know and not compare yourselves because when That's you good. go into a life group mm -hmm. and Tanner and I have certain struggles mm -hmm. that the married couple, same walk as us, not blended, have, have never walked through. So they also cannot understand our struggles. And so what you and Scott have went through or what mm -hmm. Tanner and I have went through, we can only try and help each other. And the best help we can have is to push you into that um, secret place with Holy Spirit. No, that's what I would say. Yeah, and pretty much second all of that. And then, you know, just again, look, blended families is not an easy answer. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. it, that's probably why you're here. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why you're on yes. this journey is because you're going to provide that curriculum. You're mm -hmm. going to provide that base and show those smaller mm -hmm. churches, hey, we don't have the staff to address this, but we have this great resource. Right. Yeah. So we're going to turn yes. you on. That's what, right. I mean, you know, um, the way we were turned on to Gateway and Robert Morris was the same thing. Some of his curriculum, our church, to, you know, yes. turned him on and mm -hmm. it was just like, it was groundbreaking for us, you right, know. Right. Um, same thing with the John Bevere's. Like we That's were doing that, say, that, yeah. that yeah. Bible study that was through um, our church in Kansas City. And mm -hmm. uh, we, mm -hmm. they had certain curriculums that you could choose from. We, we chose to do that one and it was just, it opened up everything you know so and much so, for us that we had never even thought yeah right. so our church wasn't teaching us that but then curriculum study guides and right stuff that yeah, we're walking podcasts through. like these yes. you know right. you can you know doing this type of stuff is going to get the information out there right, right. It's the information age mm -hmm. so this is exactly yeah uh, it's you know it's time to start it you know and i think just you know a lot of churches don't have like i said the staff and they don't have the answers so it's like do you dive into something you know it takes somebody having gone through it and being called to it to right. yeah to address it and that's that's why you're here and that's that redemptive and restoration story yeah. right yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. no, that's so good guys man i just love <laughs> wisdom and everything um one thing i did want want you guys to touch on because you guys are really really good on this topic is the subject of what does a healthy marriage look like? I, I know that, that you guys, um, this is something. <laughs> behind doors? Or behind? <laughs> no, but, um, but I know that this is something that you guys are really passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just, you know, with blended families and coming into 
a new marriage. Um, I, I, I recently got an email and it was, um, mm-hmm. that one, um, one of the, the, the wives recently gotten married and, you know, just very anxious about it. It's, it's, it's a new process. You're, you're combining t- families and kids mm-hmm. and, you know, your exes and, and it can be overwhelming. So what are some steps yeah. or things that, um, people can do to, to have a healthy marriage that is in line, uh, mm-hmm. uh in alignment spiritually with God and, mm-hmm. and what does that look like? Well, I mean, uh, and let's say we didn't start out this way. Yeah, right. Yeah, so so I didn't execute right, any of this, in, you know, in the beginning. So you know, but it, I would say, look, the first thing is your foundation has to be right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're yeah. not if you're not looking at that other person as through a redemptive mindset through that foundation mm-hmm. of redemption, then it's all going to be skewed anyways. Yeah. Um, because the first thing you're going to have to do is die. Mm. Like, that's it, right? Like, you know, it's good. He said, love your wife like Christ loved the church. You know, that's a heavy one. If you really start considering it, you got to be willing to die, you know? Um, and if you've already been through a divorce, you probably feel like you did die, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. you're halfway there. You just gotta, (laughs) you know, you just got, and, but that's a conversation you have. Hopefully you get to have that conversation before you get married. Hey, look, This is my second go. I've learned a lot of lessons. Yeah. I'm not jumping in this thing unless I'm willing to die for this person. Um, and that can, as a man, that can sound like, you know, look, if, if a gunman runs in, the man's going to jump in front because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And that's easy. Yeah. If that's easier to jump in front of that bullet and die right then. It's over versus every day mm. dying. Mm. That's not easy. That's good. Every day, yeah. every day through this season, through this you know, up through this down, you know, whatever that is. So, um, I'd say you got to be willing to die and then you got to be willing to communicate, you know, because Mm -hmm. the things that you think aren't the things that she thinks, you know, Mm -hmm. if you think love means this, she thinks it means that. And you don't want to be five (laughs) years into it and find out that you guys have been talking a different language. You know, um, yeah, yeah, that's half of our story is, Mm. you know, we were, not communicating in the same way. So, you know, as the man, you're kind of blindsided, like, what are you talking about? You know, you're just like, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that, that's just part of it, about? you know? So yeah. So, well, and then I, I would communication definitely, but then as well as, um, I found my identity in him. Mm. I found my joy in him or, um, it, my worth in him. Mm. And then moms, we find it in our kids. Mm. Yep. Um, a lot of times men find it in their career. Women find it in their career. Yeah. I mean, you yep. know, you yep. know that. And so that's where I really had to realize it's the fruits of the spirit that carry joy and peace and love and kindness, not the fruits of Tanner, even though he carries them mm-hmm. <laughs> because he has the Holy spirit, but I couldn't find that in him because if I put my worth in him mm-hmm. and what he thought about me, then I was this roller coaster. And then I also just, um, if he didn't care for me one day, mm-hmm. then I thought, you know, oh, I didn't do good enough. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough, all of these kinds of things. And so when we got married, I, had this picture perfect Cinderella, like I'm going to be this mom, this wife, you know, and all these things. And it just doesn't, it's not like that. Yeah. And so, um, it is now (laughs) (laughs) after the clock struck midnight (laughs) and we turned into rags and all that. That's so funny. Um, but it took a while for us to get to that, you know, fairy tale, you know, wedding and what we thought, but I had to realize I couldn't find my identity in him. Mm-hmm. And I could also couldn't find it in my kids. Yeah. Um, me being a mom, me being a wife, I couldn't find it in that. It had to be solely on God. And that's where we come over with the, um, if we're broken, if we're whole, all of that. Mm-hmm. I know I'm solid mm-hmm. if I'm on the path that God says. Mm-hmm. If he's mad at me for some reason, if he's having a bad day, his, his bad day, even though I should care for him, it shouldn't take me under mm. and take me out 
because I'm solid, I'm solid with God. Mm -hmm. And I know what God says, and I'm gonna go in that closet and I'm gonna pray for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm not gonna let my emotions or his emotions rule my solid foundation and my identity of who I am. So I would say before you get married, you've got to really um, firmly plant that your identity is in Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's not gonna be in a marriage, especially if you've been divorced, you probably have this thing that's, put down inside your soul, like I'm gonna have this next marriage and it's going to last. It's going to be this. It's So you're gonna start saying, it's going to be this. Expectations. Yes, mm-hmm. and God's saying, no, 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 no. You come to me. You come to me for your joy. You come to me for your worth. You come to me for your love. Even though we're one flesh and we care for each other and we take care of each other, I don't go to him to fill me up. That's good. I go to God. Yeah. Because if I go to him to fill me up, then I'm never going to be full. Yeah. And I'm always going to be affected by how his day is. So good. Yeah. yeah. And the, the key word you said there was expectations. Yeah. Is, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she laid it out perfectly. You know, every bride thinks that as soon as he puts that ring on, he's mm-hmm. going to transform. <laughs> He just has a ring on his finger now. That's the only <laughs> difference. He's not changing. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you fooled yourself, yeah. you know, and. We didn't change until we died. Yeah. And we died to Jesus. Yeah, that, hopefully you'll die before you get married or at least have that discussion. Like, look, these are our, these are my expectations, yes. you know. Yeah. You know, it, it can go both ways. You know, the man can expect, hey, once we get married, I'm going to have dinner at this time. At what, whatever your expectations right. are, that's something you need to discuss, you yeah. know. And hopefully, having been through one marriage, mm-hmm. you'll at least know. Yeah. You know, and, and I would just say, be intentional. Oh, yeah. Don't just think, mm-hmm. uh, I learned all my lessons. I'll do it differently. No, yeah. we need to do it differently, mm-hmm. you know, especially if both of you are coming from, right. you know, from a, a previous marriage. So, and absolutely addressing those situations and those uh, underlying factors like ex-husbands and ex-wives, kids, how do we want to handle this? You know what? Mm-hmm. Talking right. all that about all that stuff up front is probably going to be priceless. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's that's really good. And Scott always has this. Um, he has a saying, and it's death by expectation. It yeah. is. And, and, and he yeah. And it doesn't he, matter if it's business. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's marriage. It's, yeah. It, did you set the expectations? Mm-hmm. You know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll he'll still jab at me sometimes. He'll be like, <laughs> death by expectation. Yeah. I'm like, okay, stop, yeah, stop. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. No, that's so good. Um, so I just wanted to ask this question, guys. If you had a blended family right here in front of you mm-hmm. and you were counseling or pastoring them um, who is really struggling in their marriage and their family unit, what encouragement or hope would you give them today? I'm trying to think. I actually, my best friend is going through it right now. Mm-hmm. And so um, she is a believer. So that's good. Um, her husband is not. Um, and so they, they actually, they have, they have three kids, but, um, the first one is from, I believe his previous marriage. Um, second one is from her previous marriage. Third one is from both of them. So it's, it's, you know, definitely have all, has all aspects. And so, um, I've realized there's a time to mourn with those that mourn and grieve with those that grieve. And so with her, she knows that God loves her. She knows where to find her identity. Um, but she can't make her spouse believe what Jesus says. She can't make her spouse go to yeah. church and, you know, do everything they should. So I can listen to her. I can love on her. I can be an encouragement for her. Sometimes I think we try to send and I understand, I like everything I say, you give them truth, but she knows the truth. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to sit there and quote scripture at her. Right. Like, she's like, I just want to cry. Mm-hmm. So sometimes yeah. it's okay to just let them cry, mm-hmm. but also to not let her stay there. I want her to be able to look up, to, right. to know, okay, and she knows she's fasting and she's praying and That's she's so seeking good. God and she's um, seeking godly counsel and she's a pastor. Mm-hmm. And so she's going through this as the church is watching her as a pastor walk through this. And so it's even, um, has a few more things, you know, there for her to deal with, but that church body, I will say is healthy and they're coming around her and they were not believing for 
what we've seen and for destruction to come and divorce to come. Mm -hmm. We're believing for those kids, we're believing for her and for her husband that there is gonna be restoration. So we, I can sit and I can listen to her and I can um, you know, grieve with her, but then mm -hmm. I can speak truth. Yeah. What God says, even though the circumstances says this, I know what God says. God says he wants this covenant to last. He wants this to happen. Mm -hmm. And so we can pray together. We can um, go to the throne room together and just plead, you know, with God, mm -hmm. God, convict him, convict his heart. Mm -hmm. um, let him let things come in his way that he mm -hmm. finds you because it's not the fact that we need this husband to find her. Mm -hmm. We need this husband to find God yeah. because if he finds her, it doesn't mean that that marriage is going to be like it should. It's not going to be kingdom. Mm -hmm. So more than him finding his way back to her, we need him to find his way back to God. That's good. Then everything will come into alignment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much your only option is going to be to look up, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're looking across, you can't, you can't make anything happen. And, and most of the times, if you try and make those things happen, you're going to make it worse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that patience and this, that constant taking it to him and bringing it in front of him is going to be your best option. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much what, mm -hmm. you know, and that doesn't sound real you know, look, all things work together for the good of those that love them. I mean, you're, you literally just said how you had made up your mind and went six years without one. And then someone's like, Hey, you need to pray about this. And he yeah. says, yeah, you're going to start praying for a husband. And you're thinking, no, that's a great idea. Yeah. I've been down that road, <laughs> right, you know, right, but he right. had bigger plans. Absolutely. Right. And it, Absolutely. you know, at the time, maybe when you were going through your divorce, you weren't looking eight years down the road, mm -hmm. but now that you're whatever that amount of time has been and you're sitting here, you're thinking, man, it really has worked out for the good. Absolutely. You know, I might've been involved in a mess, mm -hmm. but he's the king at cleaning up messes, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. all he does is just take it and make it good, you know, yes. and use it for his good. So Absolutely. It, look, our, our road to redemption was I don't know how long it was, five or seven years, maybe, mm. you know, that's long. a long time, Yeah, long. you know, um, but when you're on the other side of it, you know, you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad, yeah. you know, exactly. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you're like, I'm in a good spot now, you And know? we're better than we would have, you know, oh, yeah, for, by far. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, he says, seek first the kingdom mm -hmm. and his righteousness. Mm -hmm. It's and his righteousness mm -hmm. and about, you know, and he'll, he'll take care of everything. And so during that time, you just really encourage them. You know, the answer for us is always, you get asked something, you're like, well, the answer is Jesus. Yeah. And it's always the same answer. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a yeah. broken record, but it right. is. It's like, right. um, you know, somebody comes to you with a problem. Have you went and prayed about it? Mm-hmm. You know, ha have you went and actually sought him? So a lot of times in this culture, mm -hmm. we're going to even social media. Oh, for sure. Thinking that's our journal page. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to our, our mom. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to your mom, your dad, your best friend, mm -hmm. your pastor, um, this accountability partner or whoever. Mm -hmm but have you went to Jesus yet? Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to all these other people, things, books, all these stuff yeah. before you actually go to Jesus, then there's a problem because mm -hmm. you're actually relying on all of these other people, That's even right. though we say, yes, it's godly wisdom and you do go to them. Sure. It, the, you know, he's the counselor, the Holy Spirit's the counselor. So Absolutely. go to him. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. And just an example of that is like, if I'm going through something, like I'll seek, but then I go, I'll ask, I have three, yes. you're one of them. <laughs> And it, it, I love it when it's like confirmation and y'all all three say the same thing that uh -huh. like he told me and I'm like, well, thank you, Lord. <laughs> that wasn't my flesh. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. You know. yeah. Okay, guys. Yes. Well, last question. So what to you is a blended kingdom family or, and you could even just say like a kingdom, kingdom family. family, but, um, but. Um, same answer. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, any, Jesus any, first. Any I, family that's founded on. Yes the gospel, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yeah. that's a kingdom family. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we're all blended, whether we think we're blended in, in, in your, mm -hmm. your way of qualifying blended or not, it's a blended family, right? It's yeah. two bloodlines coming together. Mm -hmm. Um, and when we get there, we're going to find out we're all blended. Yeah. So, um, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I love it. I would say, you know, communication, a kingdom family is 
if he's if he's the head, mm -hmm. if he's you know if he's at the top, he's at the head. Even with your kids, it says you know around the dinner table you talk about him. You and if your conversations and discussions with your family never are about Jesus, yeah, then let's change that. Yeah, let's start talking about him. Let's start seeing. Ask your kids in the morning what they dreamt about. Mm -hmm. Ask your kids, no matter their age. Did Jesus talk to you last night? Yeah. Did he talk to you good. this morning? Mm -hmm. Have you went and prayed? Have you went and read your Bible? And so we have cultivated that with our children. I don't know if we were taught that. I don't even think we cultivated it on purpose. No, yeah. It just... It, I, I believe that if you're both going after him, mm -hmm. it all, look, you know, if you're both going at him, it yep. all collides at the top. Right. So and good. I mean, we even comment to each other about some of the things that we've experienced in our family that it's like, this wasn't intentional. Mm -hmm. We never planned this. People are like, wow, how'd you get your kid to do this? Or yeah. how, how did you raise <laughs> such a this? Or, and you're like, Psh, I don't know. You know? <laughs> don't look at us. Yeah, yeah, what, we yeah. messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you go after him and the rest just takes care of itself. It's yes. really simple. Yeah. It does. You know? Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah. I think we all tend to overcomplicate it. We do. If your main goal every day is to hear and then obey, that's it. The it's love over. him. Yeah, just to love yeah. Him. if you hear him, you'll know that you're supposed to love him, it, you know, yeah. because you'll be obeying. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that's that was our that's all our, our whole story mm -hmm. hearing. Stay and I'll make it better than you can imagine. Mm -hmm. OK, I don't know how you're going to do that, but whatever. Mm -hmm. it, honestly, that was my attitude. Yeah. yeah. And he did mm -hmm. move to Texas. And that, it's funny because he used the same words. If you go, I'll make it better than you can imagine. The second time, I'm like, oh, I'm all in. Let's go. You know, so it, it was a lot easier. But yeah, you, yeah you'll learn that, look, if, if I hear and I obey, then I'm good. And it just all works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good, guys. Well, I'm just so grateful and thankful to have you guys on here and just thankful for your hearts and oh. just you're just your meekness and your humility to really just put people um, above yourself and just so thankful and excited, Jenny, for your you. Bible study coming out. We'll do like a pre-launch <laughs> celebration. I'm so excited for you guys, but thank you guys again. And that's how we met. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, how that's we met. the Bible study we yep. did through Gateway. Yep. I've, I've had a little bit of this Bible study. Yes, <laughs> I'll get to read the rest when it comes out, but yep. thank you so much for joining us today. You guys, we hope you have an amazing and blessed day. Be blessed in all you do. Guys, thanks so much for listening and watching our podcast. We are so excited that you took the opportunity to listen to Blended Kingdom Families. We hope the information was amazing for you. If you can, please take an opportunity to like, share, comment, leave a review. We would love to get your feedback. Absolutely, you guys. We pray that this podcast blesses you today. We love you and be blessed in all that you do.